No, you definitely get flipped, flipped on your head. And I think for me, it was, well, two things. I feel like sometimes when I'm at the bottom, it's kind of like, okay, well, I can't go down any further. So, you know, <laughs> you're not disappointing anybody. You're not, you know, it, there's a little bit of freedom in that, that like you have a lot of different directions and things you can go. And I think for me, the, the big change, the big mindset change or the big decision that I had to make at that point was keyword decision decision that I had to make was which direction I was going to go so when it was do I go to a nine to five do I you know what what do I do I said no I love real estate I want to do real estate I want to make this work how do I make this work create a plan to make it work Hello and welcome to the Agent Podcast with your host, that's me, Raymond Sholseth. Let's dive in. Hello and welcome back to the Agent Podcast. I'm here with my friend Nicole from Farmington, Arkansas. Nicole, welcome to the show. Thank you. Happy to be here. So why real estate? Oh gosh. Um, well, for me, it was, I was looking for something new to do on the side of my other businesses. I was working with family and kind of wanted to go do something different. And I wanted something that I felt I could do part-time and build up slowly, which I knew real estate was like that, as well as I just had um, my son and wanted some more flexible hours and be able to kind of run on my own time. And I was working mostly in the restaurant industry, which doesn't allow that. So. I love that. How long have you been an agent? Uh, Almost eight years now. Okay. Eight eight years. years. Mm -hmm. So tell me about your first year as a real estate agent. Well, my first year looked a lot, uh, probably like a lot of new agents. I uh, got into the business and learned very quickly that it was going to be different from from my expectations. I kind of figured that it was going to be similar to my background is in teaching. And so I felt like, okay, I'm going to be, you know, go work for a brokerage. They're going to tell me what to do. And I'm going to, um, you know, be able to run my classroom the way that I want to, you know, as I would with a teacher, but there's an institution that's going to tell me what to do and how to do everything. Then I was just kind of lost, you know, Um, I I had a great broker who did kind of, uh, you know, show me the ropes and walk me through the contracts, but, but you do have to, you know, market and, and run your own business the way that you want to. Um, and I had to learn what that meant for me. And I did a lot of copying. I had no idea what I, what I wanted to do or what I was doing. And I, I sent out, you know, the flyers with the, uh, the magnets and the calendars and everything that I had seen agents do since I was a little kid, you know, that were on the refrigerator. And I, I did all of those things too, just trying to kind of copy what other people were doing until I got my feet into the ground. So the first year was just really copying people, trying to figure out what the contracts were, you know, uh, and, and more or less try to build a funnel, I suppose, you know, but I didn't even really understand what, what that would look like for me either. So tell me about your first deal. Uh, my first deal was a single gentleman who was looking for homes and I, I can't even remember how he found me. I think it was probably a referral from my broker. I just remember like, just not knowing exactly what I was doing. I would, uh, you know, I remember trying to pretend um, that I, I knew what I was doing and, and looking at the contracts and then taking pictures of, you know, the contract, you know, to send to my broker. Is this how you fill it out? Is this how you fill it out? Trying to, you know, pretend like my buyer didn't see that, I guess, you know, um, it was, it was floundering around a little bit and trying to, you know, they say 
to act like you know what you're doing. But um, <laughs> now I tell agents just, you know, you don't know. And just be honest about that and tell them that you have good support behind you and, and have your broker help you through that or get a mentor or things like that. Because, you know, I think there's a lot, there's a lot to it and you don't need to pretend that you, that you know everything. What is your background in teaching? Uh, I have a master's in education and elementary education, and I taught um, fourth grade in the Washington, D.C. area for a while. Fun. Yeah. But not for too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I really love teaching. And that's one of the things that I, um, I still do. Like I love training agents now and I love the aspect of, of informing people. So, I mean, that is really the, the direction that I've taken, even in my real estate business is coining myself as the education realtor to really just educate people on, you know, the process and know that I'm going to, you know, give them the details of things that they, that they need to know about it. Yeah. That's one thing that I love that I saw on your website. And I think your website is the education realtor.com, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So good. I love that. One of the things that you had that I think you did an amazing job under your about section specifically was you have a couple bullets and those bullets are demystifying the industry for first time buyers, listing and marketing homes, and then you give the price range and then properties located in Fayetteville, Farmington, Prairie Grove, Beaver Lake. Like you do such a good job, both identifying the segment and your avatar and your target audience and also making it known for those people like, hey, this is who I am. This is what I do. If you fit this criteria, I'm your girl. Mm-hmm. How did you come to that? Like I watch agents struggle for years and years and years and never, ever get there. So how did you come to that? I think that it comes from floundering for a while and and really pretending and getting sick of pretending. I am knowledgeable about certain things. And so I know just from other businesses that I've had that you you niche down to what you're really good at and you let people know what you're really good at once they once they try for instance my my uh, my family owns a bakery and we're known for our cinnamon rolls everybody knows we're really good at our cinnamon rolls but once they trust us they're going to come and try some of the other pastries too right and so i looked at it the same way with real estate you know i i know these areas really well i can walk you through you know i know comps off the top of my head those types of things for for the areas that i'm the most knowledgeable in once they've worked with me and they trust me as an agent they're going to give me the, the, you know, the grace to say, Hey, well, if if I want to buy a house in this other town, I, I value you. I know, you know, I've worked with you. I know you're going to do good for me. I know that you'll go research those comps and I trust you to help me with maybe another deal that's not in your specialty. Um, and you can grow from that. But I, I just wanted to be very upfront with where I am. Um, also my area, when I first started seven years ago, our area was very tiny and I feel like the Fayetteville to Bentonville commute took, you know, 20 minutes, the highway, the, there was no congestion. You know, we didn't have as many people and you could almost work the whole area because it was a smaller region. Um, it wasn't segregated by towns. And as we've grown now with traffic, it can take an hour to get, you know, outside of, you know, from, from Fayetteville to Bentonville. And so I, I'm not, and that area is growing up completely different. So I don't feel like I'm as, you know, I'm not quite as knowledgeable. Now I can definitely research it and help you with it. But, um, I just felt like it was more important to create that niche in, in, um, in the area that I want to be in. Plus I also realized that I didn't want to be running around 
as much. I love listing and listing. You, you don't have to run those around as much, but if I was helping buyers, I was spending so much time going to places that were one, two hours away. Happy to do it, of course, but um, would I prefer to work in my little area if I had a choice and, and sell homes within you know, 10, 20 minutes of my house? That's my preference. So why not try to build my business around that? If that's what I would rather be doing, then, then I can try to at least see if that can make that work. Um, and then the other side of just outlining everything on my website, the way that I do is, um, I feel like it's a job interview. You know, I am in, people are interviewing me to see if, if they want to hire me. And so why not just put my resume out there? Basically, here's what I know. Here's what I'm good at. If this matches what you're looking for, then I'm, I'm the agent for you. And if I'm not, I can find an agent who can and do the referral thing. You know, I love that too. Right. So I just try to be very honest and upfront with what I'm good at. I love that. I think that is such a, I don't know if this is the right word, but like clean approach where if you put your quote unquote resume out there to be like, Hey, if this is your criteria, I'm really good at this. Right. And I want to help you and I want to serve you. And here's these other resources. If you're a first time home buyer, and this is how I educate people to bring them into my world. And that's how you build that relationship. Mm -hmm. Exactly. What have you learned really in the last few years about your business that I don't want to say was like an epiphany, but mm -hmm. how have you matured in your business over the last few years? Like what's something that comes to mind that's kind of evolved so, for you? What's evolved for me. So I made a big shift about two years ago and it was a time period where two, two major things happened. One was I was getting a divorce and the other one was my brokerage shut down. And so that kind of threw me into a loop of two things, right? One was the realization of actually working 100% or living 100% on commission-based income, um, and which changes your outlook a lot <laughs> of how you're going to do things. Um, and the second was my, my brokerage shut down overnight, very unexpectedly which I had branded myself to that, that company. And, um, so all of a sudden I was sitting here with almost like no business underneath me and then going to live on, on commission as well. And it, it refocused me to consider it more like a business, you know, on the, before it was, I was definitely a business and I definitely served my clients no different than I do now, but it was my mindset my mindset of, okay, what, instead of it being like more of a hobby or something on the side or, Hey, extra income, that's fun. Play money. It's like, no, now I'm making a living off of this. Now it's a business. And now I need, I have a whole different set of principles and outlook and marketing strategy and, and everything. So that was a, that was the big shift for me, um, about two years ago. Can we go a little deeper sure. into that? Mm-hmm. How did you recover? Like those are two major things to have happen, right? Divorce and literally yeah. your brokerage goes away overnight. So right. <laughs> you are now at zero. Right. <laughs> and regardless of whether you have credit cards and savings or whatever, mentally, emotionally, like you're, you, you got kicked in the teeth a lot. Right. So right. how did you, how did you recover? What did that rebuilding process look like for you? Like I feel, and the reason I'm asking is because mm -hmm. You know, life happens, shit happens. We all go through real things mm -hmm. and that recovery can be painful sometimes. And it can be 
very slow and it can be hard and we can be stuck in our own way. So I feel like, you know, diving a little deeper into this and sharing this with people may help somebody that's down right now. Yeah, no, you definitely get flipped, flipped on your head. And I think for me, it was, well, two things. I feel like sometimes when I'm at the bottom, it's kind of like, okay, well, I can't go down any further. So, you know, (laughs) you're not disappointing anybody. You're not, you know, there's a little bit of freedom in that, that like you have a lot of different directions and things you can go. And I think for me, the the big change, the big mindset change or the big decision that I had to make at that point was keyword decision decision that I had to make was which direction I was going to go. So when it was, do I go to a nine to five? Do I, you know, what, what do I do? I said, no, I love real estate. I want to do real estate. I want to make this work. How do I make this work? Create a plan to make it work, you know? And like you said, it's decision. So you made that decision. And then how did you figure out your next steps? Did you, uh, it was, it was realizing, okay, if this was, I need to treat this as my primary income and what would I do with all my other businesses? Cause I didn't treat it like a business when I, at first, I really didn't in the sense that I had any of my other ones. So when I think of, you know, I, I asked myself if this was a restaurant and I'm starting a restaurant, what would I do? You know, um, I had to put it in those terms because I didn't see real estate in the same framework as I had considered like a brick and mortar type of building that needed a brand and needed a, um, you know, a marketing strategy, right? Um, A business that uh, needed a loan. I mean, I've never started a business before that. I didn't need to go to the bank and explain what I'm planning to do and get a loan so that I can then go spend money to make money, you know? And a lot of real estate agents don't don't consider that. I didn't. I was frustrated, you know, oh, I'm going to spend a hundred dollars sending out some flyers and like, you know, yikes, I hope I get a, you know, a listing or something. And it's like, no, I mean, there's no other really business model that doesn't make you go get some money and and figure out what you're going to do and, and, and go big and go into your plan a and make it work, you know? And so I was like, well, if this was one of my other businesses, I would have done this. So now let me do that in real estate. And that was, that was kind of the big shift for me. So how come you didn't take being a real estate agent, like serious, so to speak, or treat it as a business at first? Well, I, I, even though I had run other businesses, like I said, I think I I entered it with that employee mindset, kind of the, the teacher mindset. I have my own classroom and I can run it how I want. I can, I can, you know, work with the kids the way I want, but somebody's going to tell me what to teach. Somebody's going to tell me how I need to do it. Somebody's going to give me students. There's a principal. There's a school district. It's like, I don't need to do any of that. I just need to work in my business and work on customer service and, and take them around and open doors and, and, you know, Oh, where are we going to put the Christmas tree and all that fun stuff. That's fun when you're buying a house. Right. And then, (laughs) but, um, I think, uh, I, I had thought that like, oh, I might like to flip houses. I, I was in a painting and interior design before, and I thought I might do something with that. I wasn't really sure exactly what I wanted to do with my real estate license either. I mean, cause there's a lot of options, a lot of things you can do with it. Um, so I just knew that I wanted to work with houses again, and I wanted to do something more independently and, and separate myself with some of the, from the, some of the family businesses and that, I, so I didn't really have a goal, let's say in mind, other than some extra like income on the side. So I did enter it with that employee mindset and not as my primary business either. So going back to starting over and, Mm -hmm. you know, they say that the first thing you do when you find yourself in a hole is stop digging, right? Right. So you're starting over, you made a decision. Did you then set a 
a specific goals, one goal, a goal to hit a specific uh, financial target? Like what did, for that next step, how did you know where to look forward in order to get there? Like, what was that path that you created? Like I said, I, I more or less looked at what all my business models were for my other businesses. I was like, I okay, if I was running any other business, I'd get a website. I'd get a social media presence. I would get um, a loan. I would get, so I just started doing those things. I would, I would know what I wanted, what I, what I needed to achieve in order to live the life that I want to live. I don't have necessarily income goals, you know, because they can fluctuate so much, you know? And so now it becomes, okay, saving in case there's a downturn and in case, you know, those types of things. Um, if this is going to be my primary income, then I need to make allowances for that and budget budget a whole lot more, you know, um, and know where that money's going and have a, have a business budget for real estate, you know? So that was more or less, I think that the changes that, that I made, it was just a shift of, of, I knew what to do for any other business that I started. So I need to do those same things for real estate. So now you have this entrepreneurial mindset, you are running your real estate business like a business and mm-hmm. you have your marketing hat, you have your, you know, uh, accounting hat, you have your branding hat, you have yes. your customer service hat, you have your sales hat, all these different hats. How do you manage your day and how do you allocate time to all those specific categories that you have to do and that you have to manage? Um, I think the most important, important part of my day is, is my morning. I'm still on bakery hours. So I still get up at four and I have my about two hours in the morning that I do the majority of my, my planning. Um, I do my, my morning, you know, get my mindset straight again. Cause you can, you know, wake up and feel like, what the heck am I doing? Right. And so it's like, Nope. Okay. <laughs> We're still doing this, you know, get my mindset. Um, I have kind of my morning routine of gratitude and my goals and, you know, re reassessing all of those. So they're top of mind throughout the day, but then I do, and I do a fair amount of, of planning. I give myself flexibility. I mean, that's why I'm an entrepreneur is because I want flexibility in my schedule. So if I feel like doing finances, I'll do it that day. If I, I kind of go based on feel for that, I know that I'll get it done within the month and what needs to get done and put my head down if I need to. Um, but I don't necessarily have like, okay, from nine to 10, I do finances and from 10 to 11, I do marketing and, you know, I, I get spurts of inspiration. So I allow myself to have that flexibility because that's what works for me. What I have found works the best for me, though, is to get all of my work done before like eight or nine in the morning. And that's why I'm a morning person. I get up, I do my personal time, but then I also get all of my contracts, you know, emails, all of that stuff done. Really like any of my social posts, my marketing, any of that I I do before eight or nine in the morning because I want to be flexible throughout the whole day to if I have clients and client needs, and then I can just be working with them. For the rest of the day and they're not pulling me away from something else then I'm like oh I was really in the middle of you know working on my social media or something and, and you, then you're distracted and you're frustrated that you're getting a phone call sometimes and at least I was finding that that was the case for me so I wanted to make sure that like I'm 100% ready to go show a house at any time go you know meet an inspector at any time um and and that looks like getting all of my work done before the the work day then if I if I I don't have any of those needs. I'm getting extra work done. And then it just was like, okay, good. Wow. Look how productive I was today. Right. But it it allows me that flexibility. And I like, that's what works for me at least. I love that. 
How do you manage your mindset? How do you pull yourself together and focus forward, right? Like you spent a lot of years rebuilding to get mm -hmm. to where you are and going through those changes and you made the decision to treat your business like a business and you were able to kind of put that stuff in place to focus forward and know what your next steps are, but you still have this mindset issue, right? The ability to pull yourself up every day and push forward every day and know that, hey, some days you're going to make more progress than others. Some days you may go backwards and have to re, you know, take those footsteps again um, to progress forward. Like, how do you do that? Um, the main thing I do is, is have a big picture. It's big picture thinking. Um, I have, like I said, every morning I, I reset my mindset in the morning. So I, I will write down 10 things I'm grateful for so that I'm grateful for where I am right now. And then I have five like dreams that I have and they could change every day, but they're, you know, more like 10 year dreams, you know, um, and they're out there. And then I just assess every, every decision that I make based on if it's going to help me achieve one of those or not. So it makes decision-making very easy. Um, but when it comes to just everyday mindset, I think it's, it's a big picture mentality. What I'll do is I look at something and I say, okay, if in three years, I'd like to be here, does it matter if it happens, you know, in three months or in two years from now, if I'm making little progress towards it, it still got done in three years. I still met this goal within three years. And some more often than not, I have found that if I have like a three-year goal and I, but I'm focused on it, I usually can achieve it in about six months, you know, to a year most of the time, right? Because my mind's on it. And so I'm making, you know, decisions and I'm making progress towards those goals by, by just focusing on those things and focusing on where I want to go. Um, and so I just don't put a lot of time limits. I think that was a, a big uh, uh, mindset shift that I needed to make for myself because I would say, okay, now we're in 2020 or we're in 2021. And in this calendar year, I'm going to do this. That's not how the world works, you know? And um, especially when the world shuts down for a year or whatever, right? Like you need to be able to shift. And so if something's a, a three-year goal or a five-year goal that I have, I give myself flexibility and that, that allows me also, Hey, I'm having a bad day. I'm going to take a nap. I'm going to go on a walk. I'm taking the day off. And, and that's okay because I still am going to get where I need to go within the time frame that I want. You know, if I just kind of take those stipulations of time off of, off of my shoulders, that helps me with my mindset at least. So how did you learn to escape yourself? And I say it that way because you said a key word, right? Like if you are having a bad day or something's not right, literally sometimes the best thing you can do is just go take a nap, right? Yeah. Or something to distract yourself to do a reset. That is something people fight on the daily basis. You know, mm -hmm. they, it starts with, oh, I knew I shouldn't have got up this morning, right? Because they spilled coffee or whatever, something right. happens. But how did you figure out how to how to, how to begin again. Like, that's what I always say. I say the, mm -hmm. the best thing I've learned from meditation over the last three years yeah. is that it's all very simple. Just begin again, stop what you're doing, get out of your own way, right? take a nap, go for a walk, listen to a podcast, whatever, mm -hmm. but begin again. And you have the ability to like completely change your trajectory. Well, and I think that comes from <laughs> living through it enough times that you realize, Hey, that didn't work something, we need to do something else here, 
you know, um, I did a lot of, I, I have done a lot of self-inspection, right. And reflection and, and meditation and things like that. So I feel like when, uh, some of the things that I've learned is to learn about myself, um, also through personality tests, learning about the Enneagram, things like that. And so when, when I know like I'm a five, and so I've learned when I am stressed out, it's going to manifest itself looking like, like, I'm all scattered and I can't make decisions and I'm all over the place. And now I find myself when I'm doing that, I'm just like, you know what? Just stop. Like, you're not going to make good decisions right now. Nothing that you actually accomplish is going to end up turning out well because you're not doing it with it in a, in a fresh mindset. So today's the day to just, just to stop, you know, and take a, take a walk, take a nap. That kind of, I think, so it was a lot of just learning about myself and, and what those triggers are or what those signs are to myself of what I need and to, to like really know how you feel mm-hmm. like to be in tune with that. Mm-hmm. Um, have you ever taken the Clifton strengths assessment? No, but I'm going to, I will send down. that to you. It's really cool. And I'll also send you mine so you can see the format that the report generates. Okay. Um, it's like 50 bucks, Okay, but I it is <laughs> unbelievable and so accurate. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll also send you a YouTube video of an expert in the Clifton Strengths broke down mine before he ever met me um, with somebody in this strengths assessment group that I'm in. Okay. And like I was blown away. And then after that, I reached out to him and we had like a, a coaching session right. and a conversation. And I asked them specific questions like, hey, sometimes I'm doing this over here that's at the bottom of my list. And is that why I'm getting frustrated? Because I feel like I'm just wasting my time, Okay. you know, versus staying in my lane, so to speak, with what my strengths are. But it's super interesting. And, you know, I love anything personal growth. Well, and that comes down to, too, building your real estate business, right? Like you, what, or any business really, but, but specifically real estate, because it is personal and that's what makes it different from the order, right? Because the, it's like, I can build a brand and it's very easy to hide behind the brand of a, of a brick and mortar or, or something. But when it's, when it's yourself, you have to know yourself, you know, you have to know what, what is going to exude your personality as well. And so it's a lot more intimate. It's a lot more in, intermingled you know, between what your customer service and your, and your social and your, your brand and your personality, all of those things mesh into one. And so, um, and also building a, building a business that, that fits so that the lifestyle that you want and the type of business you want works with you, you know, instead of against you, like I'm super introverted. So, you know, door knocking is never going to be something I do, right? I'm not even going to put that on the table. Like, you know, um, and I'll listen to other, other agents and what works for them is not going to work for me. So trying to compare or do the same things is not, you know, I just right away say, well, that's great for you. Like, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And I think that's such a interesting conversation, you know, because if you look at all these real estate groups that are out there in the world of Facebook groups, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, somebody introverted may ask a question and the answers they get back are not relevant to them at all because it's not to their authentic self, which is not to their benefit of building their business based upon who and what they actually are. You know, like the way you lead generate is not the way I'm going to lead generate is Mm -hmm. not the way John's going to lead generate. And that's okay. That's the cool thing about the real estate world is you can literally build whatever model you want. You know, you Mm -hmm. can be an agent and focus two years hard on just 
generating gross commissions, take that cash, put it in investments, start generating passive income to come in so you can slow that business down and have a little bit more free lifestyle. Like you can build whatever you want. That's what's cool about real estate. Right. Mm -hmm. Yep, exactly. Exactly. I love this conversation. This is awesome. Um, so what are you doing today to promote and build your brand? Like what are some of the areas that you focus in to get you and your authentic self out there? Um, my main way that I get myself out there is, is through Instagram, through social okay. media, pretty much. Yeah. And most and of my lead gen comes from my, my Instagram at this point. So do you yeah, mind walking right us through like a high level of what your Instagram practice is that works for you? Uh, let's see. So I try to let people know a little bit about me, like through my stories, you know, a little bit about my personality and about myself um, as a person through my stories. Um, and then I just have a, a content strategy that I'm very involved with, you know, the businesses in Farmington, um, especially since my family owns a couple of them and, I, and people know me as that. Um, and so I uh, try to highlight different, you know, companies within the different small businesses that are within Farmington, highlight my area, highlight uh, my specialty. I just have about like six buckets that I try to, you know, hit on different things so that people can get to know what what I do, um, what I specialize in and, and also learn. So even if they're not from the area and just learning about real estate, whether they're in Farmington or, or you know, not, uh, they can still, you know, find value from it. So. I love that. So kind of who you are, what you do, the educational offering that you give just to the general public, first time home buyers, whatever, and then very heavy in community, just like really promoting and building that community. Exactly. I love that. That's great. Okay. So um, what is for all of our listeners out there, you know, we've talked about all sorts of awesome stuff that they can pull from this conversation, but if there's one thing that you can pay forward mm -hmm. to other real estate professionals out there. What's one thing you'd like to share? We touched on it, but the main thing would be to create your personal brand from the beginning. Um, and that just comes from the fact that, you know, my, my brokers did shut down and it's like starting your business over and you don't want to do that. So even if you don't have, let's say you, you're a new agent and you don't know where, what you want to niche yourself in, because there's so many different commercial, residential, different price points. There's so many things that you could niche in, right. Or specialize in. Um, and if you don't know that from the beginning, that's okay. But, uh, if you need to use the brand and the colors and things from your, from your, you know, brokerage, that's okay to start, but I would definitely get your own, you know, your own social handles that are not branded to anybody, but yourself as well as your own email. So those things, the way that your clients can find you stays consistent, no matter where you go in the future. I'm a huge advocate of that. Like you mm -hmm. are your business. So take mm -hmm. it seriously and brand yourself so you can be found because people don't care what brokerage you're at. Right. Mm-hmm. Ultimately. Exactly. I love that. Okay. Nicole, this has been fun. Where can people find you? What's the best way to get a hold of you or get in touch? So my website or my social media. Um, so at the Education Realtor or the educationrealtor.com. And then I also uh, host the Agentpreneur Coffee Club for new agents to ask questions. If you have kind of a real-time question that you need uh, answered from a broker, I'm happy to do that. Um, and you can find that um, at Nicole Brokelbaum on Instagram. That's awesome. Thanks so much, Nicole. This is fun. Thank you. That's great. Thank you so much. Hey guys, it's Ray. I hope you enjoyed that episode. Thanks so much for being here and we'll see you on the next one.